You're about to enter the most electrifying NFL talk show you have ever experienced. From up-to-the-minute news and notes to... Uh, who am I kidding? It's a wrap. Let's try this again. It's the After Further Review Podcast with Connor Forrest. Want to get involved? Send us an email to mailbag at connorforrest.com. For your questions to be read on air. Okay. Here we go. Five. Six. Five. And now, broadcasting from the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Johnny, please do me the honor. As we open our beers. Ah, yes. Good noise right there. The glorious sound. You didn't cheer me. Cheers. Oh, I'm. S- it's been a while, man. Dude, it has it been, has a, while. been a, while. a while. Out of sync. But do you know what gets us into sync? A Miller Lite. Johnny, I'm about to make you uncomfortable. I'm going to look you in the eye and tell you I missed the hell out of you. I missed you. Uh, it's so good to see you. I'm so glad you're uh, you're back in studio, dude. I haven't asked you this in like a month or so. How the hell are you? I'm doing well, man. Keeping busy. It's got the uh, got the apartment and all that stuff. And uh, how's the how apartment are you? Going? Uh, I, I'm moving in November for sure. Uh-huh. When my lease is up, I, I need a new place. All right, um, cool. It is, it so we'll do a Zillow best. podcast. We will do a, a Zillow show. podcast. Yeah, I'm already looking at some places. I think I like I'm gonna it. I'm gonna upgrade a little bit. I like it. You get, deserve it. Yeah, get a nice high rise. You yeah. deserve it. I think so. A little <laughs> penthouse. How are you? Are you? Uh, I, I saw your baby. He's looking good. Dude, getting baby big. Anymore. Oh, dude, he's a man child. <laughs> he's a man child. He is uh, getting so big. Life is so good. Life is so so good. Um, yeah, you know, it, it's funny. We haven't taken this big of a break in the podcast uh, ever. Like mm-hmm. at all since it started, um, but one thing I, I've said to you before, and one thing I've mentioned on the podcast, uh, what makes for bad podcasts is hosts or, and I think it mostly applies to sports. It's it's during the off season when people kind of reach, they start reaching, they start kind of coming up with content just to put content out there, and it's it's not engaging, it's not interesting. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are on vacation, and you know the bullet curtains back. During the off season is when our listenership drops off, just because naturally people aren't aren't as interested in football. Um, so we decided let's take a little break, uh, recharge. Um, I know Sean, you've been grinding out at work. Um, I have some work updates to share on the podcast here coming up in a minute. So um, lots kind of going on over uh, the past few weeks, but we decided to take uh, a little bit of time. And uh, as training camp is heating up, we're back. We're back at it. Um, I've missed you. It's great to see you, um, and you know life has been great, man. Life has been great. B- baby is is going to be six months old in a couple weeks, which is ridiculous. To, I feel like we did the dad cast um, <laughs> like yesterday. It's it's, it's wild. Um, but anyone who's who's a parent out there knows and and can fully understand when I say you blink your eye and it it goes. And mm-hmm. it's only been six months, and I can tell you I'm going to blink my eye again, and he'll be in high school. It's it, it's, it's a wild thing, but. Um, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, so you'll be looking for a new apartment then coming up. 
So we're going to have to get into a possible bonus episode of where is Sean living next? We'll make it like a bonus episode, uh, Apartment Hunters I like International. This. Yeah, and I'll be Connor Gaines. Arlington, you can be yeah. Joanne Olette. Yeah, there um, we go. <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it's going to roll. I like uh, it. Yeah, I love that. Uh, welcome back, everybody. After Further Review is back at it again. We are in our studio live in Ashburn, Virginia. Sean, I've done some upgrades to the studio. You have, yeah. You got the neon light. And what chair are you sitting in? Can you tell the audience? This is some luxurious black leather oh, yeah. just studio chair. That's right. And it and is it is uh something that dreams are made of, I dreams guess. Dreams are made of, my friend, <laughs> literally, and you can dream in it, because that is a nap chair. That it right is, there. Yeah. So it is a yep. recliner, if you don't know. It if really? you pull that off the wall oh, yeah, and you yep. put it back, it will go and by the way, it'll go back. Will it? It'll yeah. go back. So that's some for some serious nappage. Um, as they say, to make up a word in the English language. Um, but we're so excited to be back. Um, a huge shout-out to to everybody who have been um, kind enough. They're, they're constantly engaging on social media. So, again, our social media, our Instagram page, is, has surpassed 1,200 followers at this point. And uh, so many people are, are so engaging and, and so positive online. So, yeah, plenty to get into. Uh, we are going to get into kind of around the NFL, some news and notes around the league. Um, we are going to get into a segment that we did last year called 32 Questions for 32 Teams, and we're going to work on the NFC tonight. Um, and uh, we're, we're going to try to not keep you for two hours in this episode, but I think it's going to be great to get get uh, get our feet back under us and, and get back into the swing of things because the NFL is just ramping up. Um, so on that note, I do want to start on a personal note, Shawnee. I am very excited to uh, share, I share this with you. Um, that I have actually joined the Washington Commanders public relations staff as a game day communications hand. So um, I will be working. Well, thank you, Sean. I appreciate <laughs> it. I'm expecting a call from the president any day now. <laughs> yeah. um, but I will be joining their game day staff. So I will be at FedEx Silver to the games and um, be working with them. And it's really exciting. I've been, you know, my, my dreams of working in the NFL are, uh, you know, have, have you know, Shawnee, I've, I've been sharing this with you for years and years, like just wanting to work in the NFL has mm-hmm. always just been something I wanted to do. So very grateful for everybody over there who, who's kind of helped make that happen. And um, I'm really, really excited to, to share that. Um, that's where I will be on, on game days. Um, and I'll be excited to uh, to kind of be able to see uh, the team from, from, you know, from a different angle and um, hopefully hopefully Carson Wentz can, uh, can give us something this year, man, can give us something. So, um, excited about that. And again, um, you know, shared that on my personal social media. So you can follow me Connor force underscore on Instagram or, or Twitter, all that good stuff. And, um, you know, a lot of people were reaching out and sending nice notes. So big thank you to everyone who helped make that happen. Um, you know, with the team and, um, and again, thank you to everybody for, for all the kind words. Um, Shawnee, is there anything I'm missing before we get into around the NFL? Anything on a personal note that I'm, I'm missing? Any updates in your life that I'm Any missing? Any updates in my life? No, but I do have a really, really funny story. Give it it's to a me. a two-sport funny story. <laughs> a two-sport? Uh, a two-sport, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they're, uh, th- this is a lesson in the power of prayer. All right. I like this. The power of prayer. All right, so for those of you who don't follow hockey, there's a team called the Arizona Coyotes. Yep. Dismal franchise. Uh, just it's, it's the Detroit Lions of the NHL. Yeah, <laughs> horrible, horrible franchise. Well, really bad. They stopped paying their mortgage or their lease at their stadium, so they were evicted. Uh, true story. They were evicted from where they were playing. They're building a new stadium. It's going to take three years to be able to be opened. So in the meantime, have you heard this? Where they're playing? No. They're playing at a five thousand seat arena. 
uh, home of the Arizona State University Sun Devils hockey team, which I don't even know why a team in Arizona has a hockey team. How do they even have ice? Exactly. So it's a 5,000-seat arena. So I'm like, you know what? That's pretty cool to be able to go to a game there. Like, you could get the highest – seats like the, the nosebleeds i guess if you if you want to call them that and they would be closer than most nhl stadiums are you looking it up right now yeah i'm actually looking this you, up as okay. we speak yep this yeah, go ahead and look remarkable. that up it's it's true yeah they uh they didn't pay their rent they went in debt with um i think the city of glendale the coyotes did and so they were evicted and they have to build a new uh new stadium elsewhere and uh just for reference so five thousand seats connor is pretty much the lower tier of capital one arena yeah so the back of the state you know lower tier you're like those are good seats even if you're in the back of them so that's that's what you're looking at for the cheapest tickets for arizona so it's like a good place to go watch a team play so anyway so there's that and then also the patriots are in arizona playing the cardinals this year so i said what are the chances they would be playing around the same time make it a little trip for myself oh so i'm like there's just no way that's gonna happen so power prayer start praying about it. i'm like come on god get like just, i mean you're literally uh, at church every day daily i am mass. i'm like come on i just i i need my teams in arizona at the same time sure enough the coyotes and the bruins play on a friday and then a monday night football game is the patriots and in arizona and arizona cardinals yep. wow yeah that is, that, that is the power of prayer right all there. All right, well, you're making that happen, aren't I'm, you? I have to make that happen. I, I got to get in contact with my uh, my girlfriend's brother. Him and I went oh, to yeah, the, you guys uh, Colts, are road trip guys. We went to the Colts game last That's year right. when the Patriots played them, so I got to get in contact with him and say, uh, save some money. We're going to see some hockey, and we're going to see some uh, some football. I mean, how cool. 5,000-seat arena. Now it's lame for the team. It's a pretty That's intimate pretty experience. Cool for viewers. Oh, yeah. That's I mean, really cool for in, in-house viewers. It's an intimate sport. So now you guys experience. see the Caps are playing there. I might have to. I mean, don't tempt me. You and I have a uh, Capitals date coming up. Bruins and Capitals open on the uh, season opener in D.C. How about that? What's the date on that? October? October 1st, I first? think. Might be the first, oh. yeah. We're going to have to uh, make sure we get some tickets. We're going to have to make that happen, baby. Uh, All the yeah. Caps games are so fun. Yeah. So, yes, power prayer. Pray for your sports teams to be somewhere at a certain time, and it will happen. We call that willing it into existence, Johnny. <laughs> exactly. And that is exactly how uh, how we do it around here. Well done. That is fantastic. Well, is, yeah. you, we're going to have to do a remote show then. Because if you're on the weekend, we, we we always have to find a way to do a remote show if we can, mm-hmm. like whenever. So you're going to have to do a full report on both sporting events if you can. <laughs> that can be your moving the chains. Um, that's fantastic, Shawnee. Well, congratulations to you. And let's uh, cheers to God for cheers making that to happen. God right? for <laughs> making the uh, NHL and the NFL schedule line. Well done. Well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Um, let's jump around the NFL, shall we? Yeah, we shall. Got a couple news and notes. So we are not going to update everybody on everything that's happened since we were last on air because this episode um, would would read like the New Testament. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to pick up um, this week's news and just jump around. So Adam Shaheen, and this is kind of an interesting situation. This kind of popped up. Um, he was traded from the Dolphins to the Texans. Now, as always in the NFL, trades are always pending physicals, right? Um, he did fail his physical, um, and that trade is now off, and Adam Shaheen returns to the Dolphins, um, which is kind of interesting. That That's a rare thing. I can't remember the last time that happened, Shawnee. Can you, can you recall the last time that a physical was failed and a trade was basically... I know Edelman wasn't traded, but his he failed his physical, mm-hmm. and that's why he retired. Yeah, I know. I mean, But it, it wasn't a trade situation. I remember when Adam Hainsworth, or... Um, or uh, 
Albert Hainsworth. Albert, I don't know yeah. why I was looking at Adam Shaheen's name, and I just couldn't find Albert. Um, <laughs> when Albert Hainsworth came to Washington, I, I think he failed six or seven physicals before he was able to actually be on the active roster because he just was not in shape. Uh, he couldn't figure it out. Now, physicals are not necessarily an in-shape thing. You can be in perfect shape, and something medical could be up. Uh, it, it's hard to quite know, and quite frankly, when it comes to um, – you know, medicals, it, it, it can totally be – I mean, for, in this case, it's it was flagged by his knee. He had a knee injury. Now, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that entails, how serious it was, um, but it was clearly enough to um, to have the deal fall apart. The Dolphins had agreed to accept a 2023 six-rounder from Houston in return for Shaheen and a seventh-round pick. Um, and that deal is currently burning in the garbage as we speak. So that's an interesting thing. Um, Adam Shaheen, a, a good depth tight end, I think he's had – um, he's had some good moments down there in Miami, and uh, the good moments will have to stay and continue because he is remaining a Dolphin. Um, kind of a two-part news bit here out of New York. The Jets are signing veteran offensive tackle Dwayne Brown to a two-year contract following Mekhi Becton's knee injury. Mekhi Becton has, unfortunately, um, as a young NFL player, his career is is not starting off uh, on, on the right track at all. Um, Dwayne Brown is a five-time Pro Bowler. Um, 2021, he was a pro bowler, um, spent the past four and a half seasons in Seattle, um, gave up eight sacks a year ago, his most since his rookie campaign, but he's a really solid blindside blocker. Um, and I think he's going to step in there really nicely. Now, Makai Becton, on the other hand, um, he suffered an avulsion fracture, uh, fracture in his kneecap. Um, and that is likely ending his season. Um, that was according to Ian Rappaport. Um, he'll be going, uh, under uh, knee surgery next week. Um, it's interesting. Makai Becton, unfortunately, as a guy who came in the league as a first-round pick, just a, a brick wall on the offensive line, a, a physical specimen, but very large and has dealt with injuries. Um, and hard to know if, you know, I think sometimes we can draw that line of, hey, this guy is 6'7", 6'8", um, 340, 350 pounds. Like, you know, when you're of that size, you're, you're going to be dealing with knee stuff. You're going to be dealing with joint stuff. And he dealt with injuries last um, last season that, that kept him sidelined for extended period of time. And, and, and this season isn't even going to happen for him. So um, you'd have to imagine now going into next year where the Jets would have the option of picking up his fifth-year option as a first-round pick. He, they're, they're not going to pick that up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. It's obviously such a bummer, and you just hate to see these kind of injuries, sidelining guys. I mean, it's it, training camp. You just get these every year, and it just it just sucks. Um, but Mekhi Becton um, will likely not see the field this, this season, so the Jets went and took Dwayne Brown and are uh, plugging the gap created there. Um, Sean, this is interesting, and, and honestly, I opened the door here to speculation. Tom Brady's absence from Buccaneers practice for personal reasons. Um, he will not return until after August 20th. Is this a big deal or, or a little deal to you? I think it's a little odd considering that he said he was going to retire and that this was kind of a planned personal matter. Like, It's not like an all-of-a-sudden thing. He got a call from somebody in his family and needed to yeah. go attend a personal matter because we, we see that in the NFL. Yep. Um, that's not unfamiliar. Um, but yeah, it's it's just it's a little bizarre that the Buccaneers organization and Tom Brady knew that this kind of step away was going to happen for about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to miss the first two preseason games. Now he normally, and, and I read an article today that said it as well, he doesn't play the first preseason game. Um, I don't remember the last time he ever has, but he's going to miss that preseason game, their second one, which they're going to be playing the Dolphins. Right. Um, so he's only going to have one preseason game, and that's the last one, the third week 
of the preseason to kind of get you know get gelled with his teammates. Sure. Um, you know, new head coach. Who's, even though he's been there, this is third year down in Tampa. It's you know you gotta right. You gotta uh, work with your new head coach there. Um, I I don't know what it could be. I I would say because it's not or because it was a planned kind of step away i don't think it's a family emergency per se i'm wondering if maybe he got to training camp and realized his body just i mean remember he had knee surgery before last year yeah or was that before last year or was that in this offseason no it was before last year before last year yeah before last year between the super bowl and and the year uh 2021 um yeah i'm wondering if because we see this at training camp every now and then. I mean, we saw it with James White today with the Patriots. Yep. Gets there. You know, you feel good kind of coming into the season. Then you get there and you're like, this is just, I'm getting too old for this. Yeah, and the grind. Everybody knows Tom Brady's age. So I'm, I'm wondering if he's stepping aside to make, kind of just remove himself and make, see if he needs to make a decision. Yeah. I, I hope that's not it, but that's kind of, that's where I'm leaning. Well, I think naturally you start to lean that way just because of the fact that, you know, he retired and unretired in 10 right. days, right? So it makes you feel like, is he on the fence again? Um, I'll read a little bit here from Eric Edholm. This is around the NFL on NFL.com. Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady missed practice Thursday for personal reasons and will not return to the team until after the Bucks' second preseason game on August 20th against the Titans head coach Todd Bowles told reporters. Quote, Tom has been excused today, Bull said. He'll be back sometime around uh, after Tennessee. He's going to deal with some personal things. Um, he went on to basically say um, this was something we talked about before training camp started. We um, allotted this time because he wanted to get in and get chemistry with the guys and go through two weeks of training camp. Mm-hmm. Knowing he wasn't going to play the first two games, he didn't want to take away reps from Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask as well as Ryan Griffin as far as um, going into these uh, next two games. Um, that's what Bulls had to say. It's hard to know. This could be a nothing, right? This could be a situation where it's like, hey, I had uh, I had a family, something going on, and I, I right. just don't want to get into it. Um, I don't want to get into the details, so we'll just say personal reasons. Um, it, it could be a situation where, um, you know, he just needed a little break. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, some I mean, you watch Hard Knocks. Some of these veterans are <laughs> – you watch any Hard Knocks. These veterans are just like, oh, my God, mm-hmm. training camp is – it's sucks. brutal. It's brutal. It's meant for 22-year-olds, yeah, not, it's, not 35 Yeah, exactly, you know. And um, his mom had cancer. I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, they kept that under kind of wraps for a while. Yeah. Um, so you wonder if that – hopefully not, but you wonder if that's yeah, back. Yeah, hopefully and, not. And she's getting treatment, and that's why it was kind of planned out. It's interesting. Um, yeah, it's, it, I guess we'll. Uh, I think it'll eventually come out. It's it's hard for someone like Tom Brady to keep all their uh, personal details shadowed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you get into that realm of fame, it's yeah, it is very difficult, it, it, right? You can try your best, but it it does get to a point yep. where it's hard. No doubt about it. Uh, Patriots running back James White, Super Bowl hero, is retiring mm-hmm. after eight seasons in the NFL. Shawnee, speak to me about how much you love James White. I love James White. I love him. He got injured week three last year. Um, didn't didn't see him at all. Um. Yeah, he he was uh, he was a three-time Super Bowl champion. Didn't play in the uh, 2014 Super Bowl um, when we beat the Seahawks, but uh, was really the hero of that that comeback uh, win against the Falcons. He he got the game-winning rushing touchdown. I believe he got at least one other rushing touchdown before that, and he got a two-point conversion, which was critical because at one point the Patriots were down 16, so they needed oh two, yeah two uh, two-point conversions there with touchdowns. Um. 
Yeah, man. Gonna obviously his uh, his reps were going down. I think he started realizing that we've got Ramondre Stevenson, we've got JJ Taylor, we've got um. No, well, I can't think of our third running back, Connor. You got to help me out here. Uh, I, 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 I know it. I wanted to say Sony Michelle because he was the one that really stepped up in the Patriot Six Super Bowl. It's not Sony Michelle. Nope. He, he left. What it was his name? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna get roasted for this. I really hope you get roasted. for I this. am gonna get roasted. I, I do. I have to look this up. You know what? You, you know what? Because Ramondre Stevenson, when I play Madden, I always play with Ramondre Street Stevenson because he can break tackle so well. Yeah. So that's why I don't know the other's name. And JJ Taylor's my uh, my return man. Well, I think it's important for you to look this answer up because it, it, the thing is, is sometimes it, <laughs> these things can can eat away at us. And when the podcast is, is over and the mics are off, you'll be laying down in bed with your eyes wide open, just I going, "I can't believe I can't, um, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't get this." Timeout. I'm looking up Patriots running backs. Please do. Yeah. Oh and, boy. Yeah. Now, all right. Name all the uh, Commanders running backs. Currently. So, yeah, right now. All right, so currently we have Jarrett Patterson. Okay. We've got, uh, obviously, Antonio Gibson. J.D. McKissick came back because he obviously went up to go. To, to, okay, the hands just went in the air. What's <laughs> Damian the answer? Harris. Damian Harris. You there know what? You I should have known that because he went to school with Mac Jones. There you go. In Alabama. Um, let's see if I can get this right. Um, <laughs> we got J.D. McKissick. We got Jarrett Patterson. We got Antonio Gibson. We got Brian Robinson, second-round pick out of Alabama. Uh, Third-round pick out of Alabama this year. Um, and then we have obviously Antonio JD. I already said. I think uh, that easy is it? I think. Uh, well, <laughs> for I think. All right, who who has the best I think year that's it. this year? Not to get off topic, but no, it's back, a good question. Like I think Antonio. The, the problem is Antonio has had a hard time staying healthy, and I think he also has fumbleitis. And and I I witnessed myself at the open practice and. and that he still has a tendency uh, of, of fumbling the ball. I think he'll have the best year because I think he's our number one. He's mm-hmm. going to get the most reps as long as he's healthy. He's going to get the most reps. He's our first, you know, honestly, he's our first and second down back. Um, I think they're they're really trying to keep using him in that passing game. But J.D. McKissick coming back. I mean, J.D. McKissick was one of our best players on offense last year. I mean, the people underestimate that. Um, I think J.D. McKissick is that kind of guy that can easily go for – you know, 500 yards, 600 yards in a season and, and just be a guy that they can lean on on that, that third down because he's just so electric. He's so quick. He runs with, with such ferocity. Um, and, again, the funny part about J.D. McKissick and Antonio Gibson, both college receivers who made that transition to the running back role, so they both can be used in, in swing uh, swing throws, swing routes, um, option concepts, screens, things like that. They can be used really well. So to answer your question, I think Antonio Gibson, because as long as he stays healthy, he's he's RB1. But J.D. McKissick's going to be right on him. And, I mean, if it's a 50-50 split between the two of them, I, I mean, J.D. McKissick could, could easily get up there, there you go. Um, and pass him out. But I'm glad you settled that. I'm glad. Damien Harris. Damien Harris. you go. Yes. I'm sorry, Damien. Well done. <laughs> um, that is fantastic. So that's just a little bit around the NFL. Um, plenty more we could get into. But I think for now we've just given you guys the Lunchable. You know those uh, – what, what do they call them? The um, – those Sargento, you know those like lunch snacks. You know those things with like cheese and almonds oh, and like a yeah, little yeah. piece of turkey. It's like a little bit of protein. It's just a little bit, bit yeah. of something to get you on the road, right? It's what you pick up when you're I don't at know sheets. What they call them. Yeah, it's yeah. something like that. Um, balance, about uh, ba- something, whatever, whatever they're right. called. Yeah, that's kind of what we just delivered to you. You know, like you go to sheets, you'll pick up like a diet coke and you pick up one of those, and that's mm-hmm. like this will. This is the transition. You're good for the next five hours on the road. Yeah, well, basically. Well, more. for me, it's that. That's not gonna do it. For now me, I'm that'll do me. 35 minutes before I find myself at McDonald's. I take a gigantic sack of McDoubles and I just pound them. Um, 
But that's kind of what I think we deliver to the to the audience. Mm-hmm. A Diet Coke that you get from Sheets, one of those Lunchables, you know, the, those nice little snack Lunchables, you just, just toss them back. You toss them back, you're good for a couple hours. It'll get you to dinner, right? That's really what we just did. So main segment of this is a returning topic that we uh, introduced last year, which is 32 questions for 32 teams. So we're going to do that. But we're going to break this up into two episodes, all right? So tonight, you guys are going to get the NFC. You're going to get uh, the first 16 teams. We're going to do a question for each team. So, Shawnee, do you have the NFC teams pulled up in front of you? I don't have all of them. Give me one second here. So if you pull them up, there we go. we're going to go through, and we're just going to ask a question for each of these teams. Um, nothing too crazy. Nothing too in-depth. Um, we're not going to dive into all the details. We're just going to ask a simple question. Mm-hmm. And uh, and kind of go through what we think is going to be that pressing topic. Now, you mentioned something earlier that I think is really interesting. Is going back and listening to a past podcast from last year, this time last year. And going back and playing revisionist history a little bit. What we were right about, what we were wrong about. I think we had some bold predictions last year. So I, I think that might be an interesting segment or next topic to do for a future pod. But I think for now we reintroduce the 32 questions for 32 teams. And we start on the NFC side. Does that sound good? Yeah, I'm going to go random team right here. All right. We're going with your favorite, Dallas Cowboys. Ooh, Dallas Cowboys. Shawnee, question for the Dallas Cowboys. This is just a very open-ended question. These are not going to be too in-depth. Okay. Is this just another one of those years for Dallas? Yes. After last year, I will never buy them. Yeah. I won't buy them. Yes. I, 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 that is one of the mistakes I made last year. I made two big mistakes last year. I bought into Sam Darnold when they went 3-0 to start the season, <laughs> the, the Panthers. And I bought into the Dallas Cowboys, and they got embarrassed in the playoffs against the 49ers, who shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, but ended up going to the NFC Championship. Yeah. No, I will not buy into the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think they can do it. Yeah. I'm sure your answer is the same. I'm right with you. And I I said last – I said the podcast that when I came right off of that – San Francisco 49ers lost that they're just an undisciplined team mm-hmm. and they're and, and at the end of the day it, it, it doesn't matter look you lose Amari Cooper people can say what you want about Amari Cooper you've invested all this money into Ezekiel Elliott and that's he's not even the best he's not only not the best running back or even close to the best running back in the league he's not even the best running back on your team right and he's getting to that age where you, you start to wonder how much a running back has left in them right he's been around yeah he's not a rookie anymore yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I investing that much that kind of money into a running back, which honestly I think the reason he's still on that team is Jerry Jones just loves him some Ezekiel Elliott. Um, look, I don't uh, C.D. Lamb. I think people are acting like for some reason this guy's Justin Jefferson or this guy's mm-hmm. Jamar Chase. He's not right. I think C.D. Lamb's a great wide receiver. Don't get me wrong, he's a fantastic wide receiver. Um, their offensive line got worse. Um, their receiving core, their worse. pass rush got worse. Yep. Uh, they've done nothing but invest in a linebacker position that I don't think has really panned out well. Micah Parsons is going to be a stud for a long time, but you know Jalen Smith is off the roster. Leighton Vander Esch is not very good. I just I can't. I'll never buy into Dallas. I've never been able to do it. And last year I was still a little skeptical, but I had the most faith in them. I think last year was the best team that they they are going to have in, in coming years. Um, and I think the reality is is this cap game that they've been doling out money to, I think it's going to come back and bite them within the next two, two calendar years. So, no, I, I totally, totally sell. I I, I think I think it's just, it's just going to be another one of these years with Dallas. They mm-hmm. might start hot. They might finish hot. But it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, I just think they crumble at the end. I think it's just what they do. 
All right, so here's a team that I think is in one of the best positions to have a complete 360 from where they were last year, Minnesota Vikings. It's a really good question. Um, that's a really good question. Um, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, in my opinion, you want my opinion? Give it to me. I think they have a chance to win the division. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I don't think the Packers are going to be – the Packers that we've seen in the past couple of years. Well, you people could very easily argue the Packers got worse this offseason, mm-hmm. right? You could very easily argue and you that. Could, Vikings got better, right? Yeah. I mean, I forget the exact stat. It was like eight games of theirs last year. They would have won had it not been for the last two minutes of each half. Now, I know that's kind of a stupid argument because, you mm-hmm. know, you got to play the last two minutes of each half. Sure. But it, they kept games close. You know, I think the biggest problem with the Vikings last year it was the biggest problem with the Vikings the year before and the year before. And I, it's Mike Zimmer. Yep. Yeah, it was Mike Zimmer. And, and, and it's very clear now reports are coming out. And it's so funny how people who um, cover the Vikings and it's almost comical to, to see when that report came out where people said, yeah, um, there was some fracture between Kirk Cousins and Mike Zimmer and all these beat reporters in, in Minnesota were yawning and they're going. Uh, yeah, we've been telling you that for two years. Like Mike Zimmer did not get along with Kirk Cousins. Mike Zimmer's philosophy did not match the talent that they have, and he just didn't utilize that talent. Um, I think the Vikings during that Case Keenum year was the best version that they had. I think their defense was locked and loaded. Um, you know, obviously they had digs. I think the the digs trade to to the Bills worked out perfectly for them because that just coasted right into Justin Jefferson with that first round pick. But I'll be totally honest with you. Yeah, I, I they do have that ability to go to flip the script right mm-hmm. they do they've got the talent at least can dalvin cook stay healthy mm-hmm. i don't know alexander madison's a great backup running back i think i think he's as good of a backup running back as you can find in this league um does kirk cousins have anything different than what he's shown you i don't know maybe i'm a kirk cousins fan i i'm a kirk cousins defender that's all i've ever done but i don't know can he give you much more than what he's given you i don't know um it's interesting i guess my question for them would be um, does Kevin O'Connell, new head coach, does he, does he finally give this Vikings the keys to an elite offense? Does, does, does he really utilize this talent and make them elite? Not good, not productive, elite. Elite? Ooh. Um, I'm going to say no because they haven't shown me otherwise. If we get three weeks in the season and – they're really, really productive and, and elite, like you said. Then, yeah, I'll change my answer. But I, I haven't seen the evidence. And yet. I'll say no because I don't think the offensive line has been is, – is terribly good, and I think Dalvin Cook just can't stay healthy. So, I think that, that – it's a it's a really interesting team. There's a couple of really interesting NFC uh, and, uh, NFC teams to uh, to kind of dive into this one. Um, Shawnee, I'll go next. The Buccaneers will go down to Tampa. Okay. Beautiful, beautiful Tampa, Florida. How much does Julio Jones help? How much does he help? Um, I think he's going to be like Gronk was when he was down there. Really? Think he'll be that productive? Well, Gronk's first year, 2020. I'm sorry. Okay. Not Gronk had a better 2021 than he did 2020. I think I, so. I, I, I mean, I don't have the stats in front of yeah. me, but I believe, yeah. Yeah, he did. I remember at one point last year on the podcast, he said, well, apparently it's 2014 again for Gronk. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was, he was looking real, real good. Oh, yeah. Um, no, Julio Jones has passed his prime. Everybody knows that he he's been injured. Um, mm-hmm. The t- whole Tennessee thing didn't work out. 
I think he'll be productive at times, but he's not going to be the Matt Ryan to Julio Jones that we saw in 2015, 16, 17. Sure. It's just, that's not going to be him. I think he's going to have big moments, and I think he's going to help Tom Brady out, and I think he'll be a veteran presence. But I don't think he's going to be their star receiver. I, I think that'll always be Mike Evans, and I think Chris Godwin's coming back from his injury. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. uh, a really good – for Tampa, um, but I, I think he'll have a good veteran pre- presence. And when Brady needs like a third and eight conversion or a third and ten or something in a big moment, I think look out for Julio Jones. But no, I don't think he'll be the superstar that he once was. I definitely don't think he'll be a superstar, but I do think he's going to be pretty productive. I, I actually think he's the kind of guy. I think Ryan Tannehill. I think people overestimate how good Ryan Tannehill actually is. Um, and I think he also struggled with, I think that AJ Brown relationship was a struggle with mm-hmm. the, with the two of them. You know, you got two alpha males in there. Um, AJ Brown, obviously kind of the young up and comer. Um, so I'll say somewhere in between. Does Julio Jones help? Yes. Yeah. Is he elite? No, I think he can be pretty productive. I, I, I would not be surprised if this guy, Goes for seven hundred yards, you know, seven hundred and fifty, even maybe eight hundred yards. If 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 this guy becomes, you know, if Mike Jones gets, uh, you know, Mike uh, Mike, Mike Evans, Evans gets hurt, Mike Jones, Mike Jones writes for <laughs> USA Today. I'm I'm sorry, Mike. Um, but if if Mike Evans gets hurt, um, and you know he has to step into a more elevated role, I think he can take it as long as he stays healthy, right? That's the, that's the big question, right? Um, got anybody else? Uh, uh another team? Yeah, give me another team. Another team. Let's uh, let's go out to the desert. Arizona Cardinals, kind of. I don't know. I don't. I don't like them. They're giving me like the the heebie-jeebies. A yeah, little bit, I'm not. Franchise. I'm not feeling good about what's going on with the whole Kyler Murray situation. I mean, I'm that's gonna, a mess. Here, here's my question. Go to ahead, you. Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah. Last year as a head coach. No, I don't think last year as a head coach you for the Cardinals. For the Cardinals, I have. I saw a TikTok on it. it I, my internet's bad right now, so I can't pull it up. But it was his beginning of the season record. From not only the time he's been at the Car- with the Cardinals, but the time he was a head coach in college, mm. versus the end of the season, like the the second half of the season, it's a big difference. I mean, we we saw it with the Cardinals last year. Remember right. that at one point they were undefeated, they were the last we undefeated teams, and then all of a sudden, or last undefeated team, all of a sudden Packers come to town. I will say this: I I, I don't think that the problem is I don't think the Cardinals have a direction. And and I, I, to answer your question. I think that he will be head coach after the season. I think they've invested far too much into whatever facocta plan they have in their head. I don't know what it is. They're throwing (laughs) money at everything. I don't know what in the world their plan is. I mean, they're just investing in veterans. They're tossing money at quarterbacks they clearly have fractured relationships with. I think they're so terrified to get on that quarterback carousel. And I think they realize that Kyler Murray is such a freak athlete. Um, But... I, I think he does coach after this year. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I, I don't know. I I don't know what the Cardinals are doing. I I, I, I really am kind of scratching my head at, at what they're doing, and it is a weird fifty-fifty. Exactly, mm-hmm. kind of what what you're saying here. It's 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 a weird fifty-fifty. Um, to answer your question, yeah. But man, I don't I don't quite know what their it's plan a little is. Odd. Yeah, like, it is a weird, weird thing. stories coming out of there. It, the whole Kyler Murray thing. Is, is alarming. If I was a, a Cardinals fan, I'd be very alarmed by that, right? Mm-hmm. It's the the watching game film. It's the, uh, you know, it's, it, it's such a weird story. It's such a strange situation. And and nobody looks good, right? They talk about, oh, who looks bad here? The team or Kyler Murray? And when, all of you look like idiots. You mm-hmm. all look like morons. Because if that's put into a contract that you need to watch game film and 
you know, that, that clearly means that they're implying or not implying directly telling you you're not watching enough game film. You need to watch game film. Mm-hmm. Four hours a week in game film is, if you ask any NFL quarterback, that is not even a fourth of what they should be watching. If you went up to Peyton Manning and said, watch four hours of game film a week, he would laugh at you in the face and say, I, do that a day. I literally do that in an afternoon, right? Yeah. But um, so that clearly implies something, right? His reaction clearly implies, wait, this, you know, this team, you know, this this team doesn't trust me. This, you know, you still sign the deal. You're still giving this guy over $100 million of guaranteed money. Like, it's just everybody looks weird. The Cardinals are in a really weird spot. And, and quite frankly, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. They got a lot of veterans, a lot of aging veterans. They've tossed a lot of money in places that I don't know are really going to be any anything useful. But you know, to go full even, circle, even JJ Watt's fighting in practice. Did you uh, see that? Really? He got in a fight in practice. Yeah. Oh, this is supposed Lord. to be like the saint of the NFL. Yeah, no kidding. Lord have people. mercy. I would not fight him. By the way. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I don't know whose idea that was. <laughs> very, very. I got a very simple question here for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Um, just how bad are they going to be? At home or on the road? <laughs> I think everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. Because uh, at home, pretty dismal. Um, pretty bad. Pretty bad. I think they're going to be awful, actually. Yeah. I think they're going to be really terrible. And it's sad because Calvin Ridley is really the only thing on that offense that makes you excited in any capacity. Kyle Pitts. Maybe. He, sure. He had a decent year. He had a decent year, right? But like, I, I felt like without Julio and then without Calvin for most of last year anyway, I don't think he took on a huge huge added role it was weird and maybe that's a maybe that's a matt ryan thing maybe matt ryan was worse than we thought but um i can't think of anybody on that team that excites me grady jarrett desmond ritter like <laughs> back yeah quarter. like i don't i think they're gonna be terrible mm-hmm. i, I mean, think Mar- this is a three-win team marcus Mariota is not a starting quarterback in the nfl I agree. I I haven't He's seen any. Not, I, I haven't seen anything to say otherwise. Right? Yeah. Like sat behind Derek Carr last year. Okay. I, I don't know. And look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think this is a three win team. I think they're actually going to be terrible. Um, I'll stay in the NFC South. Um, and I'll go to the Panthers. Does Baker have something left? Oh man. Um, you don't want to go back to Sam Darnold. So I would say yes. I think he has. I think he has to have something left. I don't think he has an option. I think he's in a position like uh, Jalen Hurts is, like Carson Wentz is, where this is his year to shine. And if he can't do it this year, he may be a career backup quarterback. Yeah, it is interesting. I'll be able to get a a look at him on uh, Saturday, actually, uh, because they come, the Panthers come to uh, FedEx Field to open up the preseason on Saturday. So I'll be able to give you kind of a recap on that. Um, Yeah, I. I don't know. I, look, this shouldn't be a competition between you and Sam Darnold, right? If you're losing competition to Sam Darnold, you, you, you're not a starter, right? I think this is Baker Mayfield's team. Mm-hmm. Um, and correct me if I'm wrong, they haven't named a starter, have they? I, I don't think they have. Don't think so. Which is a little bizarre, you would think. And maybe it's a messaging thing. Maybe it's a th- – but I, I don't – a lot of coaches will tell you different stuff. They'll go, oh, yeah, we don't name starters because we – you know, I, I don't – I don't know. It's different. Different protocols for different teams in terms of announcing starters when they do. Um, I don't know. Do I think he has something left in the tank? Yes. Do I know if that'll make them significantly better? No. I'll answer my own question by saying, yes, he has something in the tank. I just don't know what degree that's going to be. So, well, I guess that's another question we'll have to revisit. Um, do you have another team? Another question? Let's go Detroit Lions. Hard Knocks team this year. Hmm. 
Dan Campbell already cried on Hard Knocks. He did. Hard Knocks, by the way, first episode, fantastic. <laughs> oh, I love Hard Knocks. It's just fantastic. Um, Very emotional coach. He doesn't look like it, but he No, is. he doesn't. <laughs> he definitely and does not look like it. By the way, emotional. staff loaded with former players. A lot of former Redskins, by the way. Mm-hmm. Antoine Randall and Mark Bunnell on that staff. Um, Deuce Daly, by the way. Uh, Eagles assistant, he's fantastic. When you watch, you're, you're just going to fall in love with him. The Lions – is Jared Goff honestly just not good at football anymore? Question mark. Um, no, I think he's more of a product product of the teams that he's on. Really? Remember, you think? Well, remember when he was with the Rams? They went to the freaking Super Bowl in twenty eighteen. Yeah, I now think, this was a good team. I think they went in spite of Jared Goff. Well, yeah, right? but also now he's on the Lions, and we saw what happened last year. I mean, what did it take eight weeks, nine weeks to get their first win? Yeah, and it, it was like a game winner yeah. at the last second. So, um. With that being said, they did lose quite a bit cl- of close games, and they had some like wins that, like the Cardinals win. When the Cardinals went to Detroit, mm-hmm. you were like, right, "What the heck's wrong with the Cardinals? Like, why, why yeah. are they losing to Detroit? Like that that sh- shouldn't happen." Yeah. Um, I don't think he's as bad as people play him out to be. I think he's more reflective of the team that he's on. When he's on a good team, he'll play well. When he's on a bad team, he'll play poorly. Yeah, makes sense, and I'd believe that. Um, my part two question, actually, that has nothing to do with Jared Goff. Is Aiden Hutchinson a pro bowler this year? Pro bowler? I don't. I haven't seen I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I haven't seen him. No, I'm going to say no. Know. I'm going to yeah. say no. I think he, he's got a lot of, of good stuff in him. I think he has the ceiling. I think his ceiling is like a Ryan Kerrigan. I just don't quite see him as like an all pro. I don't see him as a Khalil Mack. I don't see him as like, you know, a Chase Young prospect. I don't I don't quite see that. Um interesting enough. Check out Hard Knocks. First episode's <laughs> fantastic. Me and Anna are hooked on a hard knocks every single year. There you go. It's the best. Um let's go to Philly. Um kind of curious here with the Philadelphia Eagles. What question do I have about Philly? Um does AJ Brown give Jalen Hurts that elevation that like next level like this guy does i guess i'll rephrase this and i'll, I'll put this into this into, into this uh into this framework does aj brown make jalen hurts a true pocket passer or does oh, he elevate pocket that pocket passer? passer no but i do think he elevates him because i think a lot of ryan Tannehill's success in tennessee had to do with aj brown sure I would say that I think I think you're going to see a similar situation where he gets better as a quarterback because of AJ Brown. Yeah. Whereas you know Tom Brady, for example, tends to go reverse where he makes me receivers like eh, they're okay. just elevates them. It right. Elevates them. I think Aaron Rodgers has done Aaron this Rogers, for years. Yep, you'll have a reverse situation yep. in Philly. Yeah. Interesting. I like that. Um. Yeah. Interesting. And I, again, I'm just I, and we can get into it more when we go through kind of divisions as as we get close to week one. I just don't buy the Eagles in any capacity. I just don't until I see it. I, I don't buy Jalen Hurts. I don't know what the recent I don't get the recent like complete and utter infatuation with the Eagles. I don't I don't understand it. <laughs> um, interesting enough. You got something else for me? Let's go to Chicago. Let's go to Chicago. I like that one. Chicago have a lot of questions, um, quite frankly, and most of them are going to end up revolving around. Justin Fields, right? Um, so, for the sake of popularity, let let's keep it on Justin Fields. Um, is Justin Fields a Jalen Hurts? I'm going to tie that right into the Eagles. Is it a good Jalen Hurts or a bad Jalen Hurts? 
I, like a like a Jalen Hurts kind of a disappointment. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Then yes. Now, I'll put this in a frame. Like I'll explain. Justin Fields is a was drafted to be a franchise guy. Jalen Hurts, I'm not really sure was. I think Jalen Hurts was drafted to be a backup to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz completely flamed out in Philly, and he was kind of elevated to that role. And I think they're seeing some signs. They're seeing some excitement. They see athleticism. They see kind of a two tone style of play that they like. Um, so I'll separate them in the sense of they're not the same quarterback, but would you put Justin Fields in the category of not really a great NFL pocket passer? No, definitely not. I, I, he's undersized. He likes to scramble. I think he had some good moments last year. I think he did too. Um, but I, I just don't like that franchise. I don't think it's a good franchise. I, I think agree. it's a messy situation. I agree. I actually totally agree with you, and I think that the comp is ridiculous. The reason I bring up the comp is actually because I saw it on Twitter floating around like crazy. Like, oh, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts. I was like, these are not comparable at all. I was actually kind of just curious as to what you would say. Um, I don't think they're comparable in any capacity. I think Justin Fields is actually a pretty decent pocket passer. I think he can grow into that. But getting drafted by Matt Nagy mm-hmm. and Ryan Pace in a lame duck year and then having your entire basically front office of coaches have blown out and now you having to kind of learn a, a new playbook is just never set up for success. Um, so interesting there um, with Chicago. Um, where do you want to go next? I'm going to ask you this about Green Bay. Okay. Are they your favorite for the NFC? Actually, no. no, I know they're not. I know they're not. Let me rephrase that. That that's that should have been a quick answer. Are they in your top three teams to win the NFC? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, they're definitely not one. Who would, um, who would you say the other two are? Because I have mine as the Rams and the Bucks. Yeah, that would be mine. Okay. That would be mine. Um, the Bucks, I think, are going to be a little bit worse this this year. Uh, now, it doesn't mean that Don't they're. Ever count out Tom Brady. You just can't <laughs> do it, ever. right? You can't do it. It's stupid to do it. Um, doesn't mean they can't win 13 games, but I, I think they're they're sealing for success and taking on and 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 defeating a, a team like the Rams. Um, I think it's gonna be a little harder. With that said, um, the Packers again. I've just seen Aaron Rodgers elevate guys his whole career. Um, who do they have on their roster other than Devontae Adams last year offensively that really excited you? Lazard maybe a little bit. Yeah, but like Alan Lazard, you're like, that doesn't really draw too much excitement, right? Now, again, you, you lose Devontae Adams, and there is a huge gap that's got to be filled there. Mm-hmm. I know they you know, they drafted um, a receiver in the second round, I believe. Christian Watkins, I think, is what it was. Um, I think he's going to step in and be a nice little, little piece to add. Um, they're just well-coached. They're a good franchise, and they've got Aaron Rodgers at their mm-hmm. QB, so they're always going to have a shot. That's just kind of how it is. That, that's how it was in the Sean Payton years with, with Drew Brees. You're, you're just going to have have a shot no matter what. Um, so that's interestingly enough. We've gone through the NFC North. We have gone through – have we asked a question about the Commanders? We have not. You want to do uh, your Commanders? Yeah, let's do, let's do, let's do our Commanders here. Um, does Jahan Dotson – does Jahan Dotson go for over a thousand yards this year? With McLaurin there, Jahan Dotson. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. I know you want me to say yes. I'll say no because I want to hear your yes. Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I say yes is not even because statistically it would, it, you know, it, it would mean that Carson Wentz is just slinging the ball around. You know, Terry's going for over a thousand, right? Deami mm-hmm. Brown should, should probably take. You know, step up. Um, Curtis Samuel is going to have a big role. So he has a lot of 
he has a lot of of, of reasons to not. I'm going to do it because I'm trying to be bold, right? Um, <laughs> trying to sell the podcast here. Um, I'm going to say yes because I've just been so excited with what I've seen from Chahan Dotson. I mean, seeing him in person, he's a shifty guy. Not very big, but unbelievably crisp route runner. Um, great hands. Very good at contested catches. Um, really good at contested catches for a size. It kind of falls into that Terry McLaurin um, style of just, just outplays his size. Um, I'm going to say yes, just just because I'm, I'm so excited about John Dodson. A lot of um, a lot of fans and a lot of media members are really infatuated with him. He was on Good Morning Football this morning. So um, hopefully he does. And guess what? I'm going bold. I'm going to say yes. There you go. I'm going to say yes there, Shawnee. Um, we've gone through the NFC East. We've gone through the NFC North. We've gone through the NFC South. Except for the Saints. Let's talk about the Saints. Let's talk about the Saints. <sighs> Sean, do you have a specific question with the Saints? Because I I don't know anything about the Saints this offseason. I think they are one of the more irrelevant teams in the NFL. I just I don't think they're going to be good. I don't think they're going to be terribly good um, either. Um, I think I just... I think since Drew Brees left, I, I, the Taysom Hill experience was was really just a dumb thing. And and to be honest with you, I don't think Jameis Winston adds anything to you. Pug is coming down to the basement at the speed of light. There he is. What's up, Pug? Welcome to the studio. Um, Tyron Matthew. Pug is just absolutely going berserk. And then he's uh, bumping into the audio interface, and then there he's he out goes. again. There he goes. <laughs> that's that's a pug for you. That's owning a pug. Um, does Tyron Matthew defensively for the Saints? Does Tyron Matthew elevate that defense in a serious way, or is this kind of a career ender for him? Uh, is this a a, kind of a, a final chapter for he's him? He's going back. He played at LSU, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, going back home. Lived in Louisiana, born in Louisiana, raised there. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's a career wrap-up. Yeah, career wrap-up. Did he win a Super Bowl in Kansas City? I think he did. Yeah, he did. He, he did. did. Okay. Oh, yeah. He was there for the 2020 season. Okay, yeah, so he did. Uh, or 2021, or 2019 season, rather. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I, I think he's accomplished what he wants to accomplish. I've never seen him as a, necessarily a superstar. Mm-hmm. Um, he was really, really promising coming out of college. Um, I think he was a superstar with Houston. Before so? he went, I think he was a superstar with Houston before he went over to Kansas City. Okay. Um, and I think, I think honestly, in Kansas City, he was he was pretty darn good too. But you, you can just see kind of the decline. You in can his see career. the decline, right? Yeah. So the question is, yeah, is, is he a guy who elevates that defense, or is this kind of uh, the last stop on the train for him? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably tend to agree with you. Last stop on the train. Um, that's it with the NFC South. So we have now two teams left on the NFC. What well, three teams left in the NFC West? Um. 49ers. 49ers, yeah. Yeah, 49ers. What um see this is this is also what Pug does. He comes in and breathes really loudly with a toy and he <laughs> desperately funny. wants us to play with him. Um let's go with the 49ers here. What happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? Oh, this is this I is mean it's the question situation. that doesn't have an answer and I have no idea. Is this a situation where he goes to the Browns? Does he get cut? Um is he on the active roster? Like what? What happens with Jimmy Garoppolo? I wonder, and I haven't seen this anywhere. Let me know if this is a stupid take. I wonder if he goes to the Panthers. Is that a stupid? Take? I think it's a dumb take because Baker's down there, and that's yeah, just that. I know I, it was a team kind of in the mix before. Well, all right, let's just say theoretically he gets cut. Okay, Baker doesn't turn out to be so hot down there. Do you think there's a chance that 
that maybe they go, oh, this guy. Although, I, I just don't see him being around that long. No. I, some team's going to snatch him up. I think I, it would be a Browns. Browns yeah. if Maybe the Seahawks. Maybe. You think? No. I don't think they would trade him within the division. That's the thing. But if, you, they, if the Niners cut him. The Niners, I don't think, are in the business of cutting him because of the fact that he has so much dead money with his contract. Okay. Like, you're dealing with, I think, you're dealing with over $20 million in dead cap okay. um, for this season. So, it would be almost more worthwhile to just keep him on the roster and just not deal with the cap hit. I see. Um, I just, I, I don't like the whole Trey Lance situation. There are just too many reports out there that yeah. he's not going to be the franchise guy. Yeah, or taking kind of over that, that spot. I think they're putting their money on him, maybe a little prematurely well i just think i think no matter what you're ride or die with trey lance because you made that trade up you you mm -hmm. gave up a lot of draft capital to do that you're not gonna you're not gonna let you know trey lance um get sidelined in you know a year that he's penned to take over the team you're, you're not gonna do that um it's just too much on the line for him i think the best chance is that he goes to the browns is okay. that if deshaun watson if that situation gets elevated to a one-year suspension or even a 12-game suspension. I think the Browns have enough cap space to make it happen. Um, and I think go do it um, if, if if they feel like they're in win-now mode. But that would be my guess. I don't really have a solid answer, to be totally honest with you, though. I still – and I, I, this might be another hot take. I still think he's a starting quarterback in the NFL, Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I don't think it's a hot take. I just don't think he's going to – you know, I, I just statistically, I think I think it was a magic carpet ride there for the 49ers, but I don't think he's he's going to be the one to take you to the promised land if, if the team is on his shoulders. I just don't think he's going to be doing No, but it. if you have a good team around him. I mean, look, Super Bowl, NFC Championship. Not to mention, last year they kind of had an extended playoff because they had to win that game in Los Angeles week 18. Yeah, that was essentially 18. a play. It was a playoff game because if you didn't yeah. win, you're, you're done. You're out. So, I don't know. He He... If he has a good team and good teammates, he can step up. Now, you know, the game in, in, in Green Bay last year, there were some throws. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. I wouldn't have even made those throws. Yeah. It was just – he got lucky. But you could tell the system that Shanahan had built was, was basically built to work around Jimmy Garoppolo's kind of shortcomings, right? It was using Debo Samuel in a lot of run situations. Mm -hmm. It was using him in a lot of flex situations, like a lot of spreads, a lot of quick timing routes, a lot of read options, things like that. Um I think they were working around Jimmy Garoppolo, and I, th I think Shanahan knows that, and I think the 49ers know that too. I still think he's a starter. I'll, I'll stick with that. Yeah, honestly, I mean, it's not the it's not the hottest take in the world. And, I mean, look, coming off a guy who took his team all the way to the NFC title game, it's, you know, it's it's hard to say definitively he's not, but I'll, I'll put my foot in the ground because I'm stubborn. Um, 49ers, Cardinals, who's next? Rams? Let's go Rams, yeah. Are they going to do it again? Two in a row? Uh, everybody says this. I'm going to say no. Everybody says it after a team wins yeah. the Super Bowl. I'm going to say no. I'll say no. And the other thing that I think is interesting about the Rams is the fact that that's something to really keep an eye on is Matt Stafford's tendonitis. Elbow tendonitis on his throwing um, uh, throwing uh, arm. Mm -hmm. That's going to be an interesting one because elbow tendonitis is a big range of impact, right? Is it a big deal, a little deal? Who knows? Uh, he's been dealing with it all offseason. I think he had a small procedure on it, um, and he has been very limited in training camp. I don't think he's obviously going to play a single preseason game, um, but very limited in training camp. So 
what does Matt Stafford look like this year? I'm going to say no, too. Um, I just think it's really hard to do it. I think it's really, really hard to do it. Um, and and I think there's some other NFC contenders that are that are going to be knocking on your door, and I think some within the division. So um, I'll say no there as well. Is that all NFC teams? We have Danny Dimes and the Giants. Oh, we didn't go to Danny Dimes and the Giants. So do you have a question for the Giants? Is Danny Dimes Danny Dimes any longer? (laughs) Dude, it – yeah, man. Daniel Jones has also been dealt a really garbage hand. Mm -hmm. He's been dealt a really difficult situation in New York. It's Joe Judge. Um, I believe – was it McAdoo that drafted him? I think so. Yeah, it was McAdoo. Yeah, and then Joe Judge, and and it's just it. It's like Sam Darnold almost. Like, it's it's ugh. such a strange. Yeah, and it really can kill somebody's confidence. The only thing, and I said recently to somebody, D- Daniel Jones is the Giants were awful last year. I mean, awful, awful. Their team had quit completely. Quit on them. Uh, their uh, Saquon was not healthy. You don't have a great receiving core. You don't have a good offensive line. Um. Your defense is just not good. Jabril Peppers, who you, you got in that trade, is, is just not good. Um, it just The Giants were overall terrible, and I think it's just so easy, especially in the New York market, to immediately just point your guns at the quarterback. And, you know, Daniel Jones is is the heir to Peyton, or Peyton Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. You know, he was there forever, and he was the golden boy. So, naturally, he's just he's, he's filling shoes that are so big and, and – you know the Giants are the Giants. They're just they're a bad franchise. Um, they've they've been a bad franchise for a couple of years now, honestly. Um, so I I think yeah he's gonna continue struggling and but I just don't know how much of it is his fault. Like I I, I can't sit here and pin it all on him. I, I just can't do that. Where are you I at? Understand. On? I wonder if it's and I mentioned Sam Darnold. If it's just been obviously this didn't work out for him. But if it's just better to get out of New York, sure, and just go somewhere else. Yeah. maybe that happens. Maybe maybe, maybe he. He kind of has a career resurgence and and goes elsewhere. Yeah, and honestly, hopefully he does. I just I don't think it's going to be in New York, and I yeah. think New York are going to have to totally revamp, you know, their situation. You know, you <laughs> that Saquon pick. Everybody loves Saquon Barkley. It's just you know if you're investing in depreciating assets, assets, assets. <laughs> Holy <laughs> lord! Um, if you're investing in depreciating assets. There you go. What did I say? Assex? I, I didn't sound that bad to me. It's really? Normal, yeah. I mispronounce things all the time. Yeah, but that was so embarrassing well, because I what I, even, I honestly I didn't notice it. I, really? I was like, why is he stumbling? I didn't notice it. it. It's weird that I don't. I can't recall the last time I've actively tried to say a word correctly <laughs> and, and like effed it that bad. Um, so apologize to literally everyone with ears. Um, but. I just I think that the Giants are, are built backwards. I think Daniel Jones is just kind of meant to struggle, and I don't even know how much of it is his fault. I I I think I think he's got he's got such a great frame, great arm, and I think if he's put into a system that can can work for him, you know, and maybe it's this new coach, maybe it works out for him. But I just I don't know. I have a hard time buying yeah, into it. I, I can't buy into anything, New York. Yeah, no, it's not gonna be a good team this year. I don't think so. Is that that's everyone, right? That's NFC, yeah. How about that? I said that that's everyone twice, and it wasn't. So I'm just confirming that is everybody in the NFC, right? Well done, awesome, Shawnee. That was fantastic. Um, it wasn't everybody. No, Seattle. <laughs> Shawnee, you've done this. That's like three times now. I've said that's everybody. <laughs> that, really well, hang on, time out. Before 
We'll get into Seattle in a second. I'm going through the list right now. <laughs> this is just... that that okay? Yeah, Seattle is literally the last team. All right. What's your question for Seattle? Does Drew Lock start? Does he start? Yeah, he starts. Yeah. Okay, that's one. Does it work out? No. Two. <laughs> Does Drew Lock work out? No. No. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's Seattle, everybody. <laughs> I I don't know. I felt like Seattle were. I really felt like if Jimmy Garoppolo was cut, I mean, that is your Seattle answer. I also thought Seattle was the perfect answer for Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's it's a bummer. I think Seattle, honestly, are kind of prepared to just suck this year and just totally reset. I think that's just where they're at. Yeah. You gain a ton of draft picks. You know, you, you get rid of Russ. You show up 3-13 and 13 next year or 3-14, and 14, whatever the math comes out to, and you just say, cool, let's let's get a top five pick. Let's go get a QB and let's reset this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's where they're at. I think Drew Locke starts. I thought they'd make a move for Baker. I thought they'd make a move for Deshaun Watson. I thought they would make a move, even though it's in, in you know, interdivisional for Jimmy Garoppolo. And just they are so content with sucking. And I think that that's kind of where they're at. I think they're on the Atlanta Falcons train. Mm-hmm. You know, the NFC birds that are just kind of plummeting towards here. Yeah. No good bird teams. No good there. bird team. <laughs> I don't think the Cardinals could be good. I think so. And the Eagles could be good. Um, but and now now we're just naming winged things. Now we're just going through all Are there all any the birds. bird teams on the AFC? The AFC. There are no bird teams, are there? Ravens. No, the Ravens, yeah. Ravens. That might be it. Let's think about this. All right. North is would be the Ravens, but that's it there. East would not have any. You got some you got some aquatic Jets. creatures. Do we do we consider a jet? A bird. Well, it's a metal bird. It's a metal bird. Engines. We'll call that. Yeah. There yeah. You, go. <laughs> um, <laughs> you got horses. You got, you know, you got, you got lightning bolts. You got some cattle. You got yeah. Bills and the Texans. So there's some cattle there in go. there. Lightning um, bolts. Chargers. Li- yeah. Lightning bolts yeah. of the Chargers. Some, uh, you some got Patriots. Some, some Patriots. People. Yeah. You've got some Raiders, <laughs> which are, you know, jerks. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think we have any other birds over there. <laughs> that's the podcast, folks. And that's the podcast, folks. Really engaging stuff. I think that was one of the funnier things that Jason Wright, president of the Commanders, had said during the whole name change situation. He goes, yeah, like, we, we want it to be cool. We want it to be, you know, engaging and in touch with the history of the team. We don't want it to be some random-ass bird. <laughs> that's literally what he said. <laughs> it's fantastic. Funny. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. But, Johnny. 32 questions, 32 teams. We are 16 teams down. We just covered the NFC. So next episode, we will get to the AFC. Um, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Am I missing anything? Are we missing an NFC so. team? Just to confirm, we don't. Uh, no, they actually they added an NFC. <laughs> awesome podcast. <laughs> Expansion <over>. team, Salt Lake <laughs> City. <laughs> and by over, I mean literally. I'm never putting out this episode. Um, that is fantastic, Shawnee. Okay, is there anything around the NFL I'm missing? I don't think so. I think we got two preseason games going on right now. We do. Um, I don't know the scores, and I don't care. I, just, I look for individual stats in pregame. I think so, too. preseason, rather. I think we look at these games and stats at Buffalo Wild Wings. What do you say? Sounds great to me. Well, sounds Wrap great up, to me, Connor, too. Let's, let's make this happen, boys. Uh, for Shawnee Olette, thank you so much. It's so great to see you. I'm so glad we're back at it. After further review returns, you all enjoy this. We will be back next week. We will have some guests in studio next week, which will be a ton of fun. Um, so make sure you guys are tuning in. Follow us on all social media. Um, after further review, share with a friend and make sure you leave a five-star review. For Connor Forrest, for Shawnee Olette, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, we will catch you guys on the other side. Mm-hmm.